But yeah, what I was saying was uh, the best, uh, by the way, uh, the topic is, I mean, I guess since we're starting this, uh, you know, this is the Joint Frequency Podcast. Since we, this is the Joint Frequency Podcast. I'm going to start my day with like coffee, a bowl, and videos, and that's what I do. I've and been drinking coffee lately. You've always said that you've been on that for a minute. Oh, I've been on coffee since I was like a sophomore in high school. Yeah. Yeah, man. I knew I would like coffee mm-hmm. since I was a young. I've started drinking it consistently. And I don't know how I feel about it for like the past week or so. Only because I, I'm up for work. Yeah. I've been waking up at 3 in the afternoon and going to work at, well, waking up at like 12 or like 1 and going to work at 3 in the afternoon. Yeah. Working from 3 p.m. to like 2 or like 4 a.m. Wow. That's been your schedule? Mm-hmm. So like this first week is my first week back on my like regular sleep schedule. Right. A week during the day. Yeah. It was just a weird thing we had to do where like, we were cutting windows out of like a concrete building. Yeah. It's like six six inch concrete, and yeah. they can't do it during the day because people are working in the office. Uh-huh. So we go in at night. But now uh-huh. we're back to like uh, the regularly scheduled That's program. So cool though. Yeah. Is it fulfilling work? Do you think it's fulfilling? Yeah, and it's like instructed. It's that. I mean, fulfilling is actually like a good way to put it because you're like going and like. You're setting a foundation for something, mm-hmm. and then fulfilling it, like getting the job done. Yeah. So that's actually a really good word to use. But is it fulfilling to me? It's not something I want to do forever. Right. Or like all the time. Right. Okay. Good answer. But, but it's good money, so like, I get like a smile on my face every like Friday night. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, that's what I was about to say, man. So for me, I know personally, my favorite type of work is hands-on work Mm -hmm. and I also very much appreciate work where at the end of the day I can look at it and Mm. it's there it's it's feedback it's staring me back in the face so construction is something that I find that like I would absolutely do if Mm -hmm. like let's say anything else fails I'm just like I don't know I don't like my job like blah 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 simply because I said that word fulfilling because I feel like man you we've talked about how your dad's fucking built half this town not really, yeah. but like he's built a mm-hmm. lot of shit. Around I mean, he here. he's gotten to work with a lot of people over like twenty years in Charlotte. Like 20, he knows a lot of people. twenty years. Mm-hmm. And look, like he is a direct influence on the infrastructure of this mm-hmm. place and this house too, dude. Like every weekend of like my life has been spent like yeah. just like working around like the yard and shit. And like yeah. it's a it's like enjoying, like you said, yeah. hard work, uh, hands on. And and it and it is hard work. It's. Mm-hmm. I feel like I always have a problem when... You get something from that, you know? Yeah, it's it's almost different when you're doing something physical versus hard work on a school assignment or hard work at the office. Because it helps your mental, too. It helps your mental, and there's almost this primal aspect of it in the sense that you are doing things, and I mean movements specifically, mm-hmm. that other human beings would do in ancient times. Mm-hmm. and But it's the modern times. So you get all of the benefits of modern technology and comfort. Oh, yes. However, you're still doing work that like a human being deep down is sort of meant to do. Because that's what human beings are, right? We are we are builders. We love hands on. We love we love work. We're fucking workaholics. Mm-hmm. That's why we are. In the, that's why in society you can't be somebody and not work. Like you can't yeah. just be a human being and not have a job. If you're born into this world, Mm -hmm. it is an expectation that you have a job. Sure. How wild is that? That got philosophical. 
And I just find it, like, yeah, now that I think about it, that is, like, really cool to think, like, how your dad, it's, like, a lot of buildings I could have drove by and your dad probably Oh, yeah, going back to that. That's, but, but there's something about that that just strikes me. Mm-hmm. It's almost like... And, like, what are you again. going to, like, do? Um, when it so, com- so that's a good segue. Um, In life, because you only get, you know, so one shot. currently, I am a biology student. And, um, just for, you know, people listening. Mm-hmm. And, uh... Plug yourself. So, when, um... So that's a good, that's a good question, because... Mm-hmm. I want... A job that's very much like what I was describing. Mm-hmm. Um, it speaks to you, the human soul and the human spirit. Mm-hmm. It does. So I don't want a desk job. And right. lab stuff is I would hate that. lab stuff is um, it's interesting, and that's where all the really groundbreaking stuff happens. Mm-hmm. But it's very tedious, and yeah, you have to love it. Mm-hmm. And so I feel I see myself as do. more of a field biologist. Mm-hmm. I see myself as a guy who goes out into the wild and is capturing animals on on video yeah that's why you like national geographic we both really into that i know that you are like just like animal documentaries and stuff to keep uh letting it die yeah okay um so i i always have kind of envisioned myself you know um when i'm around animals whether it be like my dogs or other people's dogs, or even like, off, yeah. you know, doing something. I just always have this weird connection to animals. I feel like, for, mm-hmm. because I like that connection to have too. Yeah, I feel that way. You, 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 and I feel like mm-hmm. every human we've got has like, this. In a we've sense. got three pets, and it's very primal, like you were saying before. Yeah, I, I'm sorry. I keep running back. Yeah. I'm talking. Okay. Um, I should go in. Yeah, but you know. I, uh, I've always sort of, it's not a dream, I, sw- I I guess it is a dream, not in a literal sense, but like that metaphorical, like, I have a dream, you know, like, this is my dream job, that type of dream, <clears throat> like, I kind of have this vision where I have an incredibly strong bond with an extremely endangered animal, or an animal that really is in need for help because one thing that's like really not bothered me about life but Mm -hmm. I tend to think about a lot is sort of the scaling of things Mm -hmm. so what I mean by that is as a human being what can I really realistically do that affects the world on a large scale yeah and if you're thinking that way all of the time you are going to be miserable but if Mm -hmm. you think on a small scale and you think well, what can I do in my community? What can I do in my neighborhood? What can I do within my family? Mm-hmm. That's when the changes become drastic. Yeah. And it's almost like, you know when, like, in school they would kind of tell you, like, oh, once you shrink down to, like, a certain, like, microscopic level, it's literally a different world? Like, there are little organisms that are living in incredibly different lives than us they don't really mm-hmm. deal with the elements like we do like there's uh-huh. organisms that their entire world is a water droplet yes that's their whole universe mm-hmm. where so, we came from 
Yeah, so to get back to my main point was I have always kind of had this vision where I may not be able to help every animal on Earth. I may not be able to end suffering in the animals across the world. But I'd like to think that before I die, I make a special bond with an animal. And truthfully, many, many animals, that's the ideal. But, you know, we all know how life is. You know, you, you, you would love to do this, but, you know, you don't always get what you want. Uh, but I'd like to think that I would help one animal. One animal who I would maybe change its life mm -hmm. or help turn it around, and that would be everything to like, me. Like adoption. It's like a yes. taking on a responsibility thing. And, and you know, because I, I know Evan doesn't want to have kids. He doesn't? I, he doesn't. Okay. He doesn't. Really? And, uh, and I don't, you know, to mm -hmm. each his own. Do you? Like, I don't give a fuck. I absolutely do. I want to carry the name on most definitely. I absolutely sure. want to have a kid. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> I shouldn't be thinking about that right now, and no. I don't think about it a lot. Yeah. But if you were to ask me, do you want a kid? My general answer would be absolutely, mm -hmm. and and it's because of that. It's because I value life that much. Mm -hmm. It's because I find value in like a fucking bacteria. I find value in an ant. Like it doesn't matter what it is. It's yeah. a living thing. And what's harrowing about it is you have to remember that every living thing. Is going through the same game. Yeah. This game where we're born, we mm -hmm. have to figure out what we are. What we're doing in our time are, here. What you know, all yeah. of this shit. It's like we were given nothing. Uh huh. It's not like a video game where they give you a tutorial on how to play. Not at all. We were dropped in this shit. It's not like Star and Wars. Many nothing. humans had to die before other humans had it right. Mm -hmm. Just to and get that's to how here. It is like this is a crazy game. Dude, did you think of? There's seven billion people who live <coughs> on the world right now, but talk about that number that goes all the way back. Yeah. So many people. And they all had a role in some form or another. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah. even and and that's kind of in a in a, a very uplifting thought is mm -hmm. that you may think you're a piece of shit. You may think you've done nothing for anybody mm -hmm. or anything. But the reality is, is simply by the virtue of living, you're affecting the universe and the world in some way. You are. Like I said, be it on a large scale or a small scale. Even if you're doing nothing, you're taking up space. Think about that. Uh, you, so yeah. you might as well do the most of it, you mm -hmm. know? I don't know. Something to uh, think about. There's, There's a lot of ways you can kind of spin life to be negative or positive but I feel like to be positive is so much harder in a hostile world and that's why I feel like it's so world. important that we all do it because it's like such a true at, it, it's such a true thing and it's like cliche as hell but like the hard road is always better like mm -hmm. man I know it's, it fucking sounds like oh like you're no, fake I... deep and shit like but like the reality like that's one of the number one things that's one of the top things I've learned in my life is mm -hmm. that like seriously if you just do the thing that's harder if you do the thing you don't want to do you're going to be happier in the end we always do it the hard way just yeah. to uh, do it the right way right and so it's like you know you're in the other thing too I'll say about life which is another kind of weird philosophical thing that I that would hope everybody would kind of realize mm -hmm. 
is that oh man it's, it really just pertains to just maybe it's western culture <laughs> but I feel like people tend to really idealize things too much like we always try and if we're not I, I feel like we're almost too hard on ourselves in the sense that like we have unrealistic expectations about what the world would be and we hold incorrect world views that could hurt us mm -hmm. and I mean think about if, if Republicans all switched and then they were all pro-earth and, and they wanted to stop all of the pollution and all that shit imagine what would happen to the world I mean I, I, so I, I shudder at the thought Yeah, there's so much resistance against it and yeah, I, I just—I don't know where I was going with that. I'm high. Dude, <laughs> I, I like Earth, dude. Earth, Earth is great. Yo, all right. This place so here's that we're a at. I don't know if we've talked about this, but uh -huh. that, I like how you said I like Earth because I got a question for you. Sure. Because me and Evan have talked, disagreed about this as well. Okay. Well, and this is only this is honestly something that <clears throat> I absolutely—it's a—it's an argument where he was—he had absolutely—he had a great point. Mm -hmm. Like he was like can't deny his point, can't shoot it down. I'm just saying for me, and so that's why I'm asking, like, for you. Mm -hmm. And we might have talked about this, but if you were to be one of the pioneers on Mars, and you could go there and be one of the first humans to live there, would you? Because you would have to, you would most likely, nah, there's like a 99% chance you would die there on that planet. That's you playing your role in life and society, and just knowing what's going to happen. You used my own logic against me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> But that's, I was against that. I, well, I wasn't against it. I think it'd be so no, cool to I, do. No, I, I, I wasn't against it. I, I want to clarify. I wasn't against it. Uh -huh. I'm just saying I would never do it. Like, if Elon yeah. Musk came up to me and he was like, Matt, I want you to be one of the first people on Mars. I, first of all, I'd be like, wait, Matt who? Like, Matt, me? me? Matt DeWolf? Yeah. Wait, Matthew Paul DeWolf? You sure Matthew you got Paul. the whole name? <laughs> I'd be like, why are you coming to me? First of all, what, you know, obviously. But... Secondly, I would be like, no, like, I honestly wouldn't want to do it because I want to die on Mother Earth. I want to die on the same planet that gave what gave to me. I want to give back to it. But wouldn't it be so cool to, body. wouldn't it be so cool to, like you said, die on Earth, the same planet that you were born on, but have also gone to other places? Would you well, do it for that? That's another question. Would you do it if for that? If you're talking about if, if space travel is convenient enough where I can travel interplanetary Yes. And, and come back to Earth yes. within my own life, then that changes the whole thing. Then I'll absolutely, like, you know, like going to another As if country. it's like going to Disneyland <laughs> or another to, country. Yeah, if we could go to planets, like we could go to another country, I'm all in. All mm -hmm. in, dog. If everybody else is there, if like, if there's like a track record of at least 20 years without like a lot of humans dying mm -hmm. because of like the horrible conditions. No, then if it's I'll lit be, on Mars, dude, we're going. Like. Yeah, I'll be like one of the last guys on Mars. Uh -huh. I'll be like, the guy who shows up when everything is already fucking built. When it's and like I'm cheap like, oh and overpriced gosh, yeah. in the yeah, early stages. Yeah, exactly. Eventually it'll get really nice and, and more convenient and, and, and expensive. And like, ah, ha, I wish I got in on this. Uh -huh. And I probably would re really wish I got in on it, but I feel like I would then again be okay with my decision to stay on Earth because, yeah. dude, Earth is sick. Yeah. And I'm a biology major, dude. Mm -hmm. Come on. If I went to another planet, yeah, I could study a lot of biology there. But the biology on Earth is is unlike the bio. There's, I mean, it's there's not, like not even biology on other worlds. Like, think about that. Yeah. Biology, like, kind of 
pretty much. You're you know, right. It's just like, like a shell. Aside from stuff in space that can survive out in space or other life forms or whatever, pretty much, <laughs> biology refers to Earth and us and all the other animals. I mean, I have never studied biology of other planets in any of my biology courses. Right. <laughs> what it if we get to that point? It should be called biology of the Earth. Yeah. That's what it should be. It shouldn't just be called biology. But it's like, that's how small we fucking think. That's, mm-hmm. we're, we're, we're still on that shit where we're like, oh, that's the only place we'll ever be. It's biology. But then it's like, the definition changes. The larger you get. You said, uh, going further in time, like, in society, like, how about in school with, like, American history? Like, there's one and two, sophomore, junior year. Like, eventually we'll come to a point in time where, like, there's a third chapter to, like, our life and, like, this current society that you'll have to learn about in a different class. Wow. You guys have my thoughts on it? Yes. Wait, so say that one more time. I think I got it, but... Right. Just like... What were you saying before? I kind of forget. Because because it related somehow. And oh, I, like, um, I, made a, I made a connection that made me think about something else. Well, you were just saying about freshman, sophomore, and then junior class. Like taking a class on your you own You have life. to take Is a class. You, so you taking a different class. Like they, they'll have to get rid of one. Is what I'm saying. Because there'll be like a, another elective... Oh, right, because I was talking about biology. Bio. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 yeah Bio- biology. Yeah, that kind of is... <coughs> go to what I was saying. Like, like, definitions change wherever you... Definitions, I feel like, can potentially just, like, change even if you go on Earth. Like, There'll be so much more. You'll stop le- learning words. They'll cut some out, like the older ones. Wow, yeah. That's like that cool, kind of that's stuff. A, that's a really cool conversation. It's like languages. Languages the too. The origin of them, history of them, mm-hmm. which ones are most successful, which ones aren't. Right. Do you ever think about, not if you would want to speak another language, but like, what... Do you speak another language? So, no. God, no. no. I know a little bit of some languages, but no, not enough to... No. I'm not fluent in anything, but I've had a lot of Spanish experience. Yeah, I have a little bit of Spanish, but um, that's probably the one I know the most, just because I've had to take classes, but <coughs> um, yeah, with, with languages, um, I kind of feel like English, so like, I'll, put, I'll bring up this example, rap, rappers from other countries suck, no? <laughs> Unpopular opinion, maybe? Do you listen to rappers from other from I'm, other countries? I only know one from another country, and oh, I only remember like his the UK, name. London. Yeah, UK. I, I only remember his name. I hate that kind of rap music. I'm sorry. No yeah. offense to London. No offense to UK. No offense mm-hmm. to your rappers. I'm sure you guys, whatever. Mm-hmm. I fucking can't stand that kind of hip hop music. I can't stand it. Yeah. It's just, even though they speak in a different accent, it doesn't quite hit mm-hmm. like the vernaculars you hear in America with like Atlanta and New York and we just have such a fucking eclectic language thing <laughs> dude our rappers are the Dumps. best in the game but but like and then I'll say that not even well okay so that that's very specific though because like musicians from other countries hella different bruh 
hella different. Like, the UK has legendary bands out the wazoo. Fucking, it just, no. I'm just talking about, like, straight rap. Like, just, just rap music. It's like, please keep it in the US. Mm-hmm. Or not, <clears throat> I, I guess I don't really care. They can, you know, I don't give a shit, but I just only would listen to US rap. And I, mm-hmm. and I guess my main point was, was that English is possibly the best language, not only because, like, there's, like, so many rhymes, but just, like, I don't know, just kind of, like, the jokes and stuff that Mm -hmm. English is just a language where you can, you can, it's, like, you can have, like, quick, fast humor, or you can be, like, really dry humor. I I don't know. I I can't articulate it because I'm not smart enough, but there's something (laughs) about, like, I guess my question was, like, what would be a language where when you were growing up or like if you were born in another country like what language would you wish you had been born into that's a better that's what and I like different country culture language yeah like, all that because have you ever thought about like if you would want to have been born speaking a different language like we didn't get to choose english it was just taught to us mm-hmm. like have you ever thought like well what if i wanted to be taught french when i was a young kid and mm-hmm. i learned and i just spoke french my whole life like, would, like, what other language would you choose, I guess? I don't know what language I would choose. I never really thought about it, I guess. But no, my, I, my I manager really at work, about this a lot either. back at Viva, yeah. the name was Jordan. He sent his kids to this school where they would be taught in three languages at school. That's mm-hmm. all they would speak, Spanish, French, and something else, German. Yeah. And then they were supposed to the parents were supposed to teach the kids English at home. Really? Yeah, so, like, all the classes are in different languages. So they spend, like, one year learning about, like, all that. That would have made it way easier. And then going into everything else. That would have made it way easier. Back when you were a kid, when you're learning and developing. Without a doubt, it's... it's That's the best time to have learned other languages. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, I don't know. I I like English. I I like English. I like the poetry from English... Oh yeah, and, and Irish poets and, mm-hmm. and American poets and Canadian. I, I just Canadian English has a lot of uh, as far as literature goes. It's pretty cool. Oh, for but then sure. again, this is this is in all honesty, this is speaking from somebody who's completely ignorant of Eastern languages. So they could have just as beautiful. Actually, mm-hmm. I don't even doubt it. I, I'm sure that their languages are just as. But you get a lot of those beautiful. In the U.S. As, as English, and, and they can be as deep. But yeah, you, you do. Yeah. I wrote, um, yo, so when you come down to Wilmington again, uh-huh. we, uh, you remember that pong table? Yeah, I saw yeah. the pictures on Nick's story. Of what what was that? On it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so we got that idea from Tyler. Tyler and, Reebok? Uh, Reebok. And um, so we, like, drew a bunch of shit on it. Mm-hmm. And um, you all did, yeah. The three of you guys, yeah. Awesome. Well, uh, it was me and Evan the first night. We just mm-hmm. got loaded on whiskey, and then we wanted. To you just found a sharpie and yeah. went at it. We went in next room, got some sharpies, and then we went at it. And then, um, yeah, it was pretty fun. I drew a wolf. Evan drew a penguin. I drew some mm-hmm. mountains. Nice. And then, like the other day, and then like a couple days later, we added like I we were drinking land shark, so I added the land shark. But the point is, is that you need to come and draw on it. Mm-hmm. Most definitely. And here's the thing. What I love about it mm-hmm. is that, A, you have to pick something that you 
really want on it because like it's kind of like when you post on the internet it's mm -hmm. like once you do it it cannot be undone it's mm -hmm. like kind of like a tattoo except you can't remove it dude i just like you can only add to I'd it i tag the podcast right there listen to adjunct frequency we did that at, in the mountains actually on one of those like uh vistas with yeah. like the logs yeah. barriers just like at but I would do my name, dude. I'd draw something cool there, too. I, but you're right. It's got to be, like, that one thing that's, like, yours. I'm definitely down to. It reminds me of J.B. Washington, dude. Were you there that first year where uh, they did fingerprint, uh, handprints on the wall, tile? Is your name, like, in the school over there? Uh, I've never done that, no. No? Did you used to do that? Well, not so like when JV Washam opened over here, yeah. they like got everybody's handprints with um, paint, put them on tile, and then eventually put them up and like decorated the wall with them. And yeah. it's like a time capsule. But it relates to what you're saying with how. Oh, I just. I forget. I just like time capsules. Right. That's what the table is. Yeah. That's what the table is. It's like a graffiti art sort of thing on your pong table and it looks awesome i'm sure yeah um well ellie Did, have you gone all over it or is it all over it there's a ton of room who ellie okay wait did you know evan and her thing you know he mentioned something about her last time i was yeah no they're they're like a thing they're a thing yeah so oh, she shit. came over one night and she's a really good artist so she like, oh yeah she made it look way better mm -hmm. uh she saved us there but mm -hmm. no, not really saved us. But it, it definitely looks better with hers on there. Mm -hmm. I think mine are pretty good. I don't really. I fucked up on the wolf. Yeah, I'll do something cool. I'm so pissed about. There. I always look at it. How much have you covered with it? Like, okay, I couldn't. I, I give you a percentage. You, give me a percentage of the board. Probably like. Probably like. Is it 20%. thick? Twenty percent. Is it like thick drawings or is it more of like stencils? Does it like cover up a lot? Sharpie. It's yeah, just yeah, regular. It covers a pretty good amount. But you should like always get another one and do yeah. the same thing. It's a cool thing. I know where I'm gonna put it. It's not like a one-time be-all end-all, but it's like still, if you put something on there, like you can only add to it. So where do you guys keep the sharpie? Oh, they were nicks. You should duct tape them. You should like duct tape them to like the side, like the thing, so it's always there. It's always ready for you to. <laughs> yeah. Duct tape works for everything. Oh, you know what we should talk about? We should just make, like, an NBA podcast. We need to dive into that, too. Yeah. Because, also, like... I mean, once we get legal, we could definitely make a weed podcast, but... Right. I guess if nobody knows, it's us, but... Mm -hmm. But NBA. Sure. Dude, Luka Doncic. Dude, he has been balling. Over these past few games, man. This guy. He's our age, dude. He, he's our draft class. He's, he's crazy. He's from another part of the world. He's from yeah. Slovenia. Yeah. And he's just he was balling overseas, and then he came to the America, and just like stole our follow, roster spot. Uh, you gotta follow the NBA subreddit. I'm like constantly mm -hmm. on there. Just dude, you got me on that with watching the games, dude. That was so clutch. Yeah, I still do that. Um, I do that with like NFL games too, but mm -hmm. um, yeah, no. Uh, oh my gosh. What was I gonna say? NBA, NBA, NBA. Oh yeah, um, Goran Dragic. He mm -hmm. uh, he like called it years ago. Yeah, because they they played together. He was in like the this kid's Euro like, league. He's like, 
he's the real deal. Yeah. He's like, he's the best player in Europe. He'll mm-hmm. be the best in the NBA in a couple of years, too. Yeah. And he fucking called Dude, it. He was a rising star at 16 in the EuroLeague, and then an MVP when he turned 18. Like, dude, like, honest to God, Luka Doncic, it's so crazy. He's the European LeBron. He is. Dude, he's, it's crazy. He's the, the chosen one of, of, of Europe. Mm-hmm. He is. He's the chosen <laughs> one of Europe. But, dude, Giannis is the chosen one from... Well, he's from Greece, but he's originally Nigerian, so oh, it's like... And yeah, he but, is but, so dominant. Yeah, you... But... Mm, yeah. Mm, dude, how good I'm is Giannis? Make a, I'm gonna make an assertion here. <laughs> dude, Giannis is scary. I'm gonna make an assertion here. Sure. Um, 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 <clears throat> let's say that Giannis is actually a champion of Africa. Because I kind of fuck Greece. They kind of claim him only when it's good. Right, so and it's then like, when yes. they don't want to, they mm-hmm. disown him as But he, not but he played with them in the, uh, whatever their league yeah, is called. Yeah, No, I know. So did his brother. And I'm sure a lot of Greek people out there, like, actually do, like, love him and they're mm-hmm. not racist and shit. But all I'm saying is, okay, and, I, and I'll say this to separate, like, the Luca thing with the Giannis thing, because you're right. Giannis is like, if. Dude, if he, he gets wants, a jump shot. He's absolutely. You could absolutely. And he wants it. He's. He, Oh shit! Yeah, he's, he's the, the only best, person. He's he's the best international player right, in the in the world right now. Yes, for sure. And Luka Doncic is right and there, Luka second with for it. Sure, dude, he's MVP material this year. If he keeps playing like this, like here's what I'll say about those two. But LeBron, they're almost like it's it's actually kind of cool because like Giannis is just like just the most physically gifted player in NBA history. Mm-hmm. All right, like, can we say you're that? you're talking about? Can we say that? Who else? Like, seriously, that's a lot else? to say because you got Wilt and Kareem, and he LeBron, easily passes know, the two of them. I know LeBron is in this conversation. I'm not. I know full well. I said it. I knew LeBron was in. I knew. But he's, and I still he's say a, it. He's Giannis a, is more athletically gifted than LeBron James. But, but LeBron is very given too physically. Oh, that's like, what I'm saying. Like LeBron, he's a mountain of a man. LeBron was the guy you pointed to to be like, "Whoa, dude!" Like, mm-hmm. I, like I gotta play with him. Like, I gotta guard yeah. him. Like, what the fuck? But it's like, dude, dude, Giannis is like, he literally, like, literally, he's a monster. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't even mean that. I mean that in the most positive, con- like, positive way. He's a fucking monster on the court. Mm-hmm. Like, you see that guy. And even if you don't know the NBA or have never watched basketball in your life, you just look at that guy and you're like, that guy is like a fucking demigod. Mm -hmm. Like, that guy's on another level. You just look at him and you're like, why are they playing with this guy? And it was like Wilt back in the 60s. A demigod. Like Wilt back in the 60s. Kareem was was huge when he first came out. Nobody had seen something like that. Absolutely. And like, you know, I I don't know. And there's also other guys, you know, like I, I like to throw out KG as another KG, yeah. He came out when he was young. Guy KG, I feel like, was the guy who was the prototype for the modern big. KG yes. was, the, was the first. And you had him as a Celtic, so like... Yeah, in, uh, in his, in his like, later days. Fine wine years. Exactly. That's a good way to put it. But yeah, um, man, I miss those days, man. Those were, that was a cool team, too, just mm-hmm. because Paul Pierce was just the classic... You know, Luka Doncic plays a lot like mm-hmm. Paul Pierce. Plays a lot like him, dude. I, I, anybody who's listening, go and watch Paul Pierce highlights and Luka Doncic. Paul dude. Pierce in his younger days might have been slightly more athletic, but 
he he definitely had more bounce than Luca. Dude. But as far as like craftiness and scoring ability, Luca's a way better passer and a better player overall. Mm-hmm. But as far as scoring, they're pretty similar. Luca's been getting compared to Larry Bird and LeBron. He is he is a Larry and and this is crazy. Steve Nash. Mm-hmm. I think I'm about to say three insane players to compare to Luca. Mm-hmm. Right. Like I'm talking about Hall of Fame players. Mm-hmm. You have he's like a Bird, James, Harden hybrid. Harden. That's the other person who was it was yeah. A, yeah, it was Harden. And and I would say he's more like he's more like a modern He's more like Larry Bird than LeBron, just because mm-hmm. he doesn't quite play the same. Because he has LeBron's a, monster athletic. He's yeah. an inch taller, much heavier. Mm-hmm. You know, can do way more things can athletically. Jump way higher, run faster. Mm-hmm. But and he's thirty six, dude. Gonna be this dude. This I, year. I, man, you know how you know how I've turned on LeBron. You have turned on LeBron me for the Evan, better, dude, and it's 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 great to have you Evan, here. Me and Evan have both seen the light. Not seen the light, but we've just like, man, at a certain point. It just keeps going. It's like this. I'll say it's like this because I'm a Patriots fan too. Yeah. If you're still hating Tom Brady, dude, just get just. It's you like, have to get over I'll it. Say it's like when like it's like a war scene when like a bunch of like there's just like five guys in the trenches and they're like that right there and the yeah. whole army pulls up and they're like just get out just uh-huh. just get out of that fucking hole, dude. <laughs> Evan, you lost. Mm-hmm. And then it's like that's what it is. It's like if you don't accept that LeBron is is like you still hate him or call him a choker. It's like he's dispelled everything. Mm-hmm. It's like he has not only dispelled everything but proven time and time again that he is a fucking all time great, like mm-hmm. maybe the best ever. I think. If he goes on a tear in LA, which is so likely, and I don't want to see it, and I would hate it because I'm a Celtics fan, but I would admit, as a basketball fan, would be fucking cool as shit. Would be if LeBron won two or three in LA. But you hear that too? Yeah. Sounds like owls fucking. <laughs> <laughs> At first, I was like, I don't know what that is, but you put that picture, and damn, did it line up. <laughs> Like, if we were to put a GIF mm-hmm. with that audio, <laughs> it would be perfect. It would. But. Dude, LeBron, I watched them play versus uh, the Wizards the other night, but I've, I've watched a lot of their games this season, and I like the way they look, dude. Oh, I'm, I, dude, I, so you know me. I believe green. I love the Celtics, but mm-hmm. I... I'd like I, to see you guys in the finals. Oh, I would, dude, I would Those absolutely two teams? love it. So That'd be crazy. Here, here's what's ideal for me is it, it's kind of shitty for me right now and other Celtics fans just because we got a real little tantalizing taste of our potential. You did with like that little win streak. I with, feel that when Hayward was healthy, mm-hmm. and then when Hayward went down, that's when the win streak and the wind started to get a little more hard. When is he coming back? And what was that uh, injury? Christmas. Christmas. And it's a left-hand injury. Yeah. And uh, it's he's fun. right-handed. He's yeah, he's a righty shooter. Dude, dude you guys stole Kemba from us, man. So you got that, and I, I feel so like, dude, goddamn much. I'm glad I he's with you guys. The Hornets for that move. I, I'm glad he's with you guys. I didn't want Terry Rozier, but if he had to go somewhere, I think it's cool that he's with you guys. I think Terry's still doing pretty good down there. No, he's averaging like what 18, maybe. I don't know. No, he's playing good too, and and I like him. I just thought he was gonna go he's no somewhere player. else, dude. But yeah, and uh, go to Kemba. a contender. Man, I just read a story about Kemba inviting the whole team over for Thanksgiving and his mom cooked for the whole team oh wow <laughs> that's awesome like I love the guy mm-hmm. like 
and I'm not even. And by the way, well, we could talk about this if you want. Mm-hmm. Is Kyrie? Dude, do you want to know my thoughts on that? I I don't think the Nets are winning a championship ever. Well, look, obviously it's fuck Kyrie, mm-hmm. but first of all, I'll say this: we had every right to boo on Wednesday. Like, just fuck people who are like, oh my gosh, stay classy, Boston, and mm-hmm. like, they're like, wow, why are they booing? And like. Stop hating on Kyrie and shit. It's like, you guys fucking suck. I hate people. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's my opinion. Mm-hmm. But it's like, even if I was... Evan, Evan has the same opinion as me, and he's a Bulls fan. He hates the Celtics. It's like, if you seriously right. think that, like, it's cool for a guy to, like, do... And it's like, look, this is coming from... You could argue we did Isaiah Thomas dirty, which I agree with, but... You did. I mean, if I can admit that, can we at least fucking admit that what Kyrie did was kind of fucking pussy? Like... Did you see what he did last season? He just... And, you know, people kept shifting the blame on Gordon. Dude, Danny like, Ainge... that's why I'm so glad Gordon was balling out early in the season. Just yeah, to show everybody I like that, that too. hey, it wasn't fucking me. I'm actually mm-hmm. a good goddamn player. Exactly. I, I hated like, that. He was always a great him. player. But, um... Dude, Danny Ainge came out and talked about how he, uh... I guess performed last season. I, I haven't watched it yet, but, like, he came out and admitted something. Not the way that they, like, officiated... Uh, and Danny, uh, Danny has been like carried very, out the organization. Danny has been super professional, and I believe him. He's come out and defended Kyrie. He's yeah. come out and he said, you know, I think it's unfair. They shouldn't boo and blah blah blah. Yeah. And he, I mean, a classic leader. Like that's why I love the guy. He put it on. Oh, he's great. He yeah. was like, he was like, I feel like it was my fault for our failures last season because I should have put a team together better or something like that like he blamed himself he didn't blame Kyrie okay he didn't throw Kyrie under the bus because that's not what you, dude, it's not what you're a, supposed to do yeah no that's such a fucking bitch move man. yeah if they did that I would be so pissed at Danny okay I didn't know how that uh, worked out yeah so I um I'll say that but like people who were like oh get over it on like Wednesday and shit it's like dude it was his first game back in Boston you can't say get over it mm-hmm. like what are you gonna say? Get over it when LeBron's first game back in Cleveland, or Anthony Davis's first game back in New Orleans? Oh, mm-hmm. get over it! It's been a couple months. Mm-hmm. No, fuck that. We're gonna boo. It's happening. Yeah. <laughs> Kyrie, show up. Be in a fucking suit. Have a stoic look on your face. Mm-hmm. Shit. Fucking Kobe would have gone out there and probably dropped thirty-five with a bad shoulder and said, "Fuck you, the Celtics fans," and they would have loved him for it. <laughs> <laughs> and I would have loved him for it. Yeah, you Because would. that's what I want to see. Yeah. I don't want to see some motherfucking Star Wars shit on Instagram where it's like dum dum da da dum dum, and then it's like a credit rolls of Kyrie bitching about things and then calling himself like a truth speaker, uh-huh. and it's like. Evan put it great. He was like, wow, I, I'm glad I can get my truths from fucking Kyrie Irving. Like, he's so fake woke. Fuck him. And yeah. fuck KD. With that being said, to wrap up my thoughts, mm-hmm. I'm over it. And I think other Celtics, like you Marcus Smart said, Marcus yeah. Smart put it perfectly. He mm-hmm. was like, and Jalen Brown said the same thing. He's like, it happened. Like, I was just saying on Wednesday it was a good time to do it, but like, that's when we get it all out, and then we yeah. fucking just look at Kemba and never look back at Kyrie. Exactly. And this, I'm this. so over it. I don't want to hear about Kyrie anymore. I fucking hate talking about him. Mm-hmm. But you guys shouldn't spend any time thinking about Kyrie. Or no, you guys are I'm on to, it, to better things. See, He's doing something I know, else. I know other Celtics fans aren't over it. I'm over it. I I I'm just like you know what. 
Again, mm-hmm. like Jalen Brown said, focus like I just focus on this year's Celtics. Focus on the positive. I'm loving Kemba. Mm-hmm. I'm loving Gordon when he comes back. I cannot fucking wait because Stephen A. Smith still blames last season on Gordon Hayward. Ugh, have you seen this takes? Who, Stephen A. blames Gordon Hayward he, coming back because of the way Stephen that Stephen A. Smith dies on this fucking mountain. He still <laughs> blames Gordon Hayward for the reason we were bad last season. Not because he got injured. But because of how he was put in the starting lineup above Jalen Brown and hadn't came back at 100% yet. That's what he said. Yeah, okay, that's fair. Back that, but that he's still that's saying it. That's valid. He's still saying it after, Today? All, the, after all the Kyrie shit has come mm-hmm. out. He's still saying it. And after the evidence that Gordon Hayward... What but I'm he needs to is, stay healthy, dude. What I'm saying is, oh yeah, these aren't... Dude, Not, I mean, obviously you can't control it, but just like... Him being oh, healthy, absolutely. they would be fantastic. The thing is, is Gordon Hayward just has had really bad luck. I, he's mm-hmm. had literally luck of the Irish. Luck of the Irish. Everybody knows luck of the Irish is yeah. actually not good luck. It's mm-hmm. fucking bad luck. Uh-huh. And guess what? I'm Irish. I would know something oh, about yeah. fucking bad luck, okay? Great. I have the luck of the Irish. Gordon Hayward has the luck of the Irish. He's just... <laughs> When he came to the Celtics, it was like some sort of basketball god prophecy thing where they're like, ha, 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 a man who has been super durable would now get two terrible injuries and be out for <laughs> several months. But mm-hmm. not, um, but yeah, I went, I'm so, dude, he was arguably our best player through the first ten games, first eight games, rather. Mm-hmm. Best player, I would say. I mean, Kemba, you could argue, absolutely, but like, to me, it's Kemba and Gordon. Kemba and Gordon are like the two older bros. They are. Jalen and Jason are the two younger bros. They're both earlier. That's how I see Earlier all-stars. And the sooner I love Jalen and Jason, I Mm -hmm. think they have all the potential in the world. If they want to, they could stay in Boston and run it fucking back every year. Every year. year. Every year. After Gordon and Kemba Mm -hmm. kind of fall off. And once they're like 32, give the reins to fucking J.B. and Jalen and run it back. Sure. And let's go at LeBron again every year. Every year. Let's do it. Mm -hmm. I'm talking about green teams versus the the two-headed monster out in L.A. Yeah. Versus... My, like, four guys, I love how it's set Dude. up, too, because yeah. we play, like, team <laughs> basketball, we're hard-nosed, top defense, uh-huh. and we have, like, four 20-point-per-game scores. L.A. has two big guys and role mm-hmm. players, and I love it. It's like a full team, collective power versus star power, and it's mm-hmm. Boston versus L.A., East versus West, Green versus Yen. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, just classic rivalry. Coming back in, in 2019, with, 2020, with one of the, NBA with, Finals. With arguably the greatest of all time. With arguably on one of the, the greatest of all time. And the, great, the greatest of all time against the greatest franchise of all time. Dude, the last one. Wow. So what you got, a fucking headline. You got Kemba and LeBron. You got Kobe, Paul Pierce. You got Magic and Bird. Dude, dude that's a classic dude, imagine, rivalry. Imagine 2020 NBA Finals. And, and it's your rivalry. Versus, Lakers versus Celtics. But imagine all of the legends from each respective team show up to, to cheer on the teams. That would like probably happen. Mikhail, that would probably happen. Mikhail, Bird, fucking Pierce, KG, Ray You can't Allen, tell me maybe. that they wouldn't be there. And they Dude, would show up all for time. at least one game and just cheer on the Dude, green team. And Kareem then, and Bill Russell would be there. Yeah. Everybody would and be Magic, there. What are you talking about? Magic, Kareem, Shaq would be on the Lakers side cheering them on in L.A. And then it's like, dude. The imagine NBA, going to that bro, game. Imagine, imagine the coverage around the world. Mm-hmm. People from all over the world will tune in just for that story. Imagine that game. I got tickets to see the Hornets play the Kings on December 17th. How you like 
the Kings out in Sacramento, De'Aaron Fox, Buddy you. I love De'Aaron Fox. I love Buddy Hill. I like Bogdan Bogdanovich. Yep. I don't fucking like Marvin Bagley. You don't? Okay. I frankly, He went to Duke, but I still I like him. Frankly, league. I dislike him. I don't like him. Okay. I don't like him. Yeah. Wasn't he picked before Luca? He was. So was DeAndre Ayton, dude. And you know what's DeAndre, funny? I'm, I'm not, I don't, I'm indifferent to DeAndre. He got caught smoking weed. I think he has weed. a lot of potential. <laughs> yeah. But, hey, I should <laughs> uh, <laughs> What? Nothing, big brother. No, I'm joking. Um, no, I'm higher on DeAndre Ayton than I am on, uh, on Marvin Bagley. Marvin Bagley is just like an undersized, he plays the game like old school. He doesn't have the, the best jumper. It's like, he was just really good. The only reason he was picked that high is because he was just, like more, uh, he was like a, a man when everybody else was a kid. Like mm-hmm. he was just bigger than everybody else. Like right. He was just That's true. Uh, precocious as far as like his uh, physique. Yeah, yeah. That's true. So I, I don't know. Dude, I, I still like Luca. I'm, I'm. He should have been picked number one overall. Oh yeah. Igor Kokoshkov, the Suns head coach or used to be head coach, uh, coached him overseas and said that he was going to be. Yeah. That this. Goran knew it. And they didn't pick him. A lot of people in Europe were saying it. They skipped over him, so did the Kings. Dude. Kings had De'Aaron Fox. Bro, I don't care. Like, and and here's the thing, man, and this is what drives me crazy. The kid was a Euroleague, he was MVP of a professional sports league. At 18. Like, Like, the second best professional basketball league in the world. And he was the MVP of that fucking league at, at, what is it, 18, 19? Dude, the NBA is easier for him. But he said like, that coming how could, in. How could people look at that and just be like, that was a fluke? I don't know, but that's what they did. That's what they did. It's like, and then they were talking about his fucking athleticism. Jesus Christ, I hate that argument. You don't really need athleticism. No. Bro. Dirk scored fucking 30,000 exactly. without athleticism. And, and the Mavericks knew that. The Mavericks knew that. That's why they jumped on him. That's what I'm saying, dude. dude they, they had a fifth pick, and they traded up. isn't about how fast you run around you. How, how you jump it's about how can you put that damn ball in that bucket son? dude he was picked by the Hawks and traded for him so they went out to get him they knew that he was going to be great just like they knew Dirk didn't need athleticism like you're talking about how do you like Trey Young in Atlanta I like Trey Young I think he's like a, um, what I like about him is that he um, he likes Steve Nash Although he gets that's compared to I, Steph Curry. That's what I like about him. Uh-huh. I love Steve Nash and Steph Curry. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm loving, you know, oh, yeah. I like that play style. To me, though, first of all, Nash was extremely tame compared mm-hmm. to the other two. Yeah. But tame. Curry was, when Curry takes a 30-foot jump Curry's shot, great. you go, oh, no. Mm-hmm. But when Trey does it, you go, okay. Uh-huh. Because it's like... Yeah, it's right. hot, but then it's like, yeah, it's, Bro, it's like I love watching yeah. Steph Curry highlights, dude. Yeah, oh, dude, but that's what I'm saying. It's like, and I know for what some you mean. To me, like Trey Young, he's and I don't know if you knew this, but he's absolutely one of the best offensive players in the league. Mm-hmm. Did you know that? Just like all around, yeah, like he's top. Absolutely, I would say top twenty. But you I was going to argue yeah. higher, just, maybe fifteen. Yeah. Depends on I who else is up there. You know, he's really he's an insane playmaker. Yeah. Really good playmaker. He's I young and he's, he's quick. A, he's a better passer than Steph. He's just not Ooh. a better shooter. I don't know about that. Really? You don't think but, so? But dude, I love Steph Curry so much. Yeah. So I, don't know. I, I think Trey is li- really. Uh, I like the comparisons. I mean, they're okay. I think Steph is a better scorer 
but Trey is a better passer. But it's like mm-hmm. it's like neck and neck, man. Sure. They're, they're both really good playmaking scoring yeah. point guards. But they're, they're both score first. But then you here's think. the here's the killer thing for Trey Young is out of the three, Steve Nash, Steph, him. Defensively, holy shit. You got Steve Nash I'm above Steph. I'm sure Trey Young is the worst defensive player in the league. You got Steve Nash above Steph. As far as what? Defense. That's what I'm asking. Defense? Okay, then yeah, Steve Nash is the best. Oh no, are you asking like? Oh, you're asking who do I have above? Like who's better? Oh, who's be- oh I Steph. Yeah, okay. Steph is better. Yeah. Dude, Steph could go down as the greatest point guard of all time. He could. I could. I I would. I would argue. That. I could argue that. I can't. You know what? Fuck everybody. I can't wait till my boy Steph Curry comes back and okay, tears up dude. the fucking league and shows everybody why he won those damn rings exactly. and why he was the guy in Golden State, why he was the centerpiece, even when KD came. Mm-hmm. Fuck KD. Bro, KD has never played easier basketball in the NBA than when he went to the Warriors. Mm-hmm. That's a fact. That's clear. If you look at the tape, KD in Oklahoma City had way worse shot looks. In, in, in Golden State, he was getting wide-open looks. You know why? Because the greatest fucking shooter of all time is in the same court, dude. <laughs> like, you have to understand, Steph Curry is, like, the one guy who can draw more gravity than Kevin fucking Durant. Stephen Curry is draws the most gravity out of any guy in the NBA. Yeah. And if you... you that's and, a good way and, to put it. And that's such a critical part of the game. Bro, this is a good way to put it. Mm-hmm. Think about having to imagine a point guard who can only finish at the rim, right? What do you do? You park your ass under the basket, let mm-hmm. him shoot, let him fucking pass to somebody else. With Steph Curry, oh not God. only can he finish <laughs> under the basket, so first of all, you have to guard the drive. Mm-hmm. Literally, like parking lot range. That's When they say parking lot range, if that is like as a definition, gets Steph out of his Curry's car. picture is right next to it. As soon as he crosses half court, mm-hmm. fuck you could argue full court you have to guard him. You do. Seriously. That man At the end is of games? goddamn lethal. You have no idea the cut. Well, you do have an idea. I don't know why I'm saying that. I'm, people don't have an idea of how much stress that puts on a defense when you have to guard oh, yeah. a guy for 95 fucking feet, dude. That is that is the ultimate stress on a defense. Dude, full court press. Because then it's play, like dude. playing football, except... It's just open field, and you can go in any X direction. You know what I mean? It's like with basketball, there's a lot of forward and back movement. With football, you're just trying to go forward. With basketball, they have to go forward and back. There's a lot of lateral movement, and you have to do that constantly for fucking however many minutes Steph Curry plays because you know he's going to be Mm well-conditioned. You know he's going to play 30 fucking four-plus minutes or whatever, however many minutes he plays. Mm -hmm. And you know you have to fucking guard him every single fucking time down the court. I'll say this. Gary Payton, arguably the best defensive point guard there has ever been. I know that to be The glove. He said this about Gary Payton. (laughs) Gary Payton. <laughs> Gary, Gary Payton. Payton said this about Gary Payton. Gary Payton said this about John Stockton. Mm. John Ethan Stockton. That man. That bad boy out in Utah, bro. He don't get. He's got an respect. argument. He doesn't get enough respect. He I'll doesn't. Tell you what? He, he does Phenomenal. Uh-huh. You know what he was? He was Iron Man. He was Mr. Durable. I like that. You know he Durable. never missed games. No, never and he played for games. 20 seasons. People out who are watching the Jazz games never With one team. can't remember seeing a backup point guard start. All they've known is that the tip-off is seeing John Stockton for fucking, like, 
15 years, every single time they watched a game, John Stockton was at the tip-off. Mm -hmm. Every single game. Not every single game, but most games. What I'm saying is, Gary Payton said this about John Stockton. John Stockton maybe, you know, wasn't the most lethal scorer, but Gary Payton said the reason why he was the hardest to guard is because you had to guard him all over the court. Mm -hmm. And John Stockton never fucking stopped moving. John Stockton was the most well... He, he, Gary Payton said he might have been the most, like, conditioned guy I've ever seen in my life. Uh -huh. Like, Gary Payton said, like, he really had to bring it that day when he guarded John Stockton because, man, you're having to chase him all around the... Through so many fucking picks, mm -hmm. having to guard his passing, having to guard his dribble penetration, mm -hmm. having to guard his shot... He, he said that, that this stress, because other point guards, you know, they might have some times where they come down and they score, and yeah, you have to guard them then, but then there's other plays where they'll pass the ball off and defer and go sit on the wing. John Stockton never sat on the wing, bro. What I was trying to compare was, uh -huh. um, was Steph Curry's gravity is sort of similar to, like, guarding John Stockton in the mm -hmm. sense that, dude, you have to be on your shit. Yeah. That whole time you're on the court, man. There's like literally like I guess the only time you get a break is when the fucking whistle blows. Mm -hmm. That's the only time where you get a little rest because if the whistle isn't blowing and it, and and the game is playing and the clock is ticking, you're going to have to fucking guard them every <laughs> single time down the floor uh -huh. and like not only that but but really guard them because mm -hmm. they're some of the best offensive players in the history of the NBA, mm -hmm. which is the best basketball organization that's ever been. So essentially what I'm saying is they're guarding the best basketball players ever, and they can't stop. Imagine <laughs> they can't get a break. A coach it's asking somebody from the G League like to go guard LeBron. Like, no. Yeah. Man, Steph is just as unguardable as LeBron. Fuck that. Steph is the yeah. Steph is just as unguardable as any other player in the league. Mm -hmm. He, you know what's remarkable about Steph? He might be better off the ball than he is with the ball in his hands. That's fucking crazy. What dude. an argument to, to That's have. That's fucking crazy, yes. man. People like people are like, if they really think that Steph Curry is great just because he's a good shooter. If they really think that's why he's an amazing fucking basketball player and a, in a, in my opinion, a top three player in the league, is because they don't understand Ooh. that not only does he move well off the ball, which is a skill in its own right, not only does he have insane conditioning and he, you know, hustles well on the defensive end, not only is he a, an amazing passer, he understands the game. I'll, I'll fucking put that as number four. He understands the game. I mean, great basketball IQ, great basketball mind, all-time level shooting, goat level shooting, right? Mm -hmm. Goat level shooting. That's the top tier shooting. And then, like, what? Like, what else can you fucking point out about the game? What does Steph do bad that isn't due to his limitations physically? Nothing. That's what I'm saying. You could say, uh, he's not the best defender. If he was fucking six four, two twenty. Would he be um, a bad defender? No, no. Nah, because he hustles and he's smart. Mm -hmm. He's got good hands. He's got great hands. He still averages two steals a game, right? Mm -hmm. Or one point something. He, he averages over a steal, over one steal per game, every game. He was one of the best at one time in the league. That's what I'm saying. For man. his size okay. and position. I'm, I'm so sick of... I don't like how people forgot about Steph. I don't like how that happened. Dude, there's a lot of and that I going think, on because <laughs> injuries have been bad and with like some of the best players that are out like Kevin Durant and stuff too the argument has been going around for a while now what is LeBron James? 
Dude, I used to love KD. KD used to be one of my favorite players in the league back in like 2012. And back shit. when he was the nice guy. That when we were I just do. Getting into basketball, and we were all we all agreed Kevin Durant was the shit because he was oh, like did. he could put the ball in the basket and he was just cool, man. Like I remember watching videos where like he literally just wouldn't say shit. Mm -hmm. Now he's just always doing shit, man. Yeah. I don't know what it was. It was like maybe when Russ and him were starting to beef. That's when he kind of turned into an extreme diva, mm -hmm. like an all-time level diva where like anything got to him and he's jawing at other players and talking shit and just doing unnecessary things that he never used to do. Mm -hmm. Kevin Durant was not a trash talker his first couple years in the league. He like scored baskets and never said shit. That's what was cool about him. He only, that, yeah. He was so, he was like, he was quiet, but he mm -hmm. was a killer. And now he's too loud. Easy money Him sniper. And Kyrie talk too fucking much. Yeah, they do. That's why I don't think they're gonna play very well they're out like there. Like goddamn women, the way that they just like let people, <gasps> random people, get. Dude, I swear to God, man, what kind of fucking guy sits there and just lets random people on Twitter, especially when you're like one of the best basketball players in the world, you should have all the confidence in the world to just mm -hmm. be like, fuck that guy. Yeah. I can do that, and I'm a nobody. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I can absolutely do that. Like, why can't KD just be like, fuck that? You could argue, oh, it's because, like, he wants it for motivation. Yeah, fuck that, because you know what? He doesn't even I, use it as motivation, well, dude. Well, it's like, why do you have to, like, say shit out loud for, to use it as motivation? That doesn't correlate to me. What do you no. think about his mentality, though, saying he doesn't want to be, not that he doesn't want to be considered the greatest of all time, but he doesn't think about it. Like, I feel like he could have an argument when it comes to, like, best offensive player ever, oh, like, yeah. scoring. Yeah. But... He just doesn't have, like, a Mamba mentality. This one interview, he answered a question saying that he wasn't, like, thinking about that at all. It's not what he wants for himself. He just wants to be, like, happy or something. Yeah. Have you... That, he's got that yeah, kind of thing. So does Kyrie. I, I like how you brought that up. Because you're right. That's not Mamba mentality. Yeah. Because Did you, you know read what? that thing that Kyrie put out on Instagram? Yes. Like, the whole thing. Yeah. That's Unfortunately. not... Unfortunately... Kobe wouldn't do that, dude. No, he wouldn't. But he has gone to, you know, the Mamba Academy and stuff, which is cool. That would be crazy. I, In my opinion, the definition of Mamba mentality is trying to be the GOAT. That's what Mamba mentality is. It is. That's the greatest of all, the greatest you like of all time. I feel like if you ask Kobe, what does Mamba mentality really mean? Mm -hmm. To him, he would answer something like this, I feel like. And Kobe was a guy who got to me into basketball, so I feel like I know. Same. I feel like I know what how he thinks. Mm -hmm. I feel like he would say, "Mama mentality is every day working to be the best basketball player in the goddamn world." Mm -hmm. He. Not that's that's how it. that's how he thinks it, but he wouldn't answer it that way. Not even remember. Not even best goddamn player in the bath, in in the world. Mm -hmm. Best player to ever live. Sorry, that's mama mentality. That's mama mentality. Not not best player in the world. There have been many times. Yo, yeah, not in the world. The best player in the world ever has been passed. Whoever lived. But the best player ever, that's forever, forever, mm -hmm. ever, forever, forever, ever. But the best player in the world is like something ups. you only have for a couple years. Mm -hmm. Michael Jordan's not the best basketball player in the world anymore, but he's the best basketball player who ever lived. Yes, exactly. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. All right, we're going to wrap it up here. Matthew DeWolf, thank you for coming out. Yeah, we'll see you guys you. next week. Thank you for having me. Yeah, come back tomorrow. Absolutely. We'll uh, do another one. I will be in future podcasts. You can find me at Indeed. underscore DeWolf. Yes, sir. And, uh, yeah, thank you, Wes. It's been a good talk. <laughs>